It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we are one week away from the NFL Draft, so of course we are going to continue our NFL Draft preview series and look at the wide receiver position. So Corey Davis has a fifth-year option coming up. A.J. Brown is a rookie. Adam Humphreys has a, a big contract and a high dollar figure next to his name on the salary cap but didn't really produce uh, what you would need to get that kind of contract last year for the Titans. He may not be with the team long term if he doesn't pick up his production next season. So the Titans could be in a spot where they really, really need a wide receiver. And with the loss of Tajay Sharp, they most certainly at the minimum need a role player to add to the depth chart at the position. So we are going to look at all kinds of different names that could fill the Titans needs if they want a high level prospect. In our first segment, we're going to cover the top 10 prospects and the guys who could really change the game for the Titans and have the ability to slot in as a, as a starter, if not immediately, down the road once it appears, you know, Corey Davis is out of the picture for the Titans. And then in our second segment, we're going to look at the mid-tier guys, the mid-round players who will be going anywhere from three to, to five, guys who all need a little bit of work, but will have time to develop with the Titans because of the wide receiver situation we already discussed. So we we will talk about some of those mid-round options for the Titans and what they bring to the table and, of course, what they probably need to develop and need to work on as well. And then in our last segment, we'll look at some of the later-round guys. And remember, Tajay Sharp was selected with a fifth-round draft pick. So these guys that are going to go in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, you never know what kind of impact they could have on the team. So we will cover all of those options as well. We have a ton of names to go over, and all these guys have different traits to look at. Some big, some small, some down the field, some underneath guys, route runners, jump ball winners, gadget players, inside, slot guys, outside, boundary receivers. All different types of flavors are available with this wide receiver group that is historically deep. So we have a lot of names to get into and a lot of prospects to break down. Let's get it. Looking at the universally accepted top three at the wide receiver position, we will start with Jerry Judy out of Alabama, six foot one, 192 pounds. Judy is a route technician. He does a great job of using his high-level football IQ to make nuanced decisions in his route running. He does a good job of getting hands on hips of cornerbacks, getting hands on their lower back, subtle pushes here and there to create extra separation. He'll even fake some of those pushes and faint some of those as well to throw off defensive backs. It's just high-level route running from a college player. He's great with the ball in his hands after the catch as well. He does sometimes have some lapses in concentration that lead to drops, and he's not the best winning the ball in traffic 
in contested catches, but that's something that he can work on, and the drop seemed to be just a concentration issue, so he'll have to lock in his focus, but he can play outside or in the slot, should be a high-level player in any offense in the NFL for a decade. Next, we have C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, six foot two, 189 pounds, has great ball skills in those contested catch situations, incredibly soft hands, can pluck the ball out of the air, and has great routes as well. He does need to work on his release when dealing with press coverage at the line of scrimmage coming from the Big 12, and he doesn't have high-end, top and deep speed. And a guy who does, though, is Henry Ruggs out of Alabama, the six-foot junior, 190 pounds. Now, he has all the speed in the world, has comparisons to Tyree Kill, is great at tracking the deep ball over his shoulder, whether it's the left or the right shoulder. He does need to become more physical with his route running, getting some of the things we talked about with Judy pushes and using his hands uh, when disengaging from cornerbacks on the shorter and more intermediate routes. The next player we have who those three the Titans would probably have to trade up for, but the next group they could get a swing at in the middle first round, and that is Justin Jefferson from LSU, can play outside, can play in the slot, is a great route runner at all three levels, short, intermediate, and deep, has reliable hands and good ball skills in traffic. Now, he needs to work on on his hand technique, fighting with cornerbacks during his routes. He could get better there, and he doesn't have a lot of burst coming out of his routes that break back towards the line of scrimmage, but he gives you very reliable traits as a wide receiver with the things we talked about as positives and will be a reliable number two wide receiver for a very long time. The next guy we have is Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, senior, six foot, 201 pounds. Now, he is a deep threat. He has deep speed to take the top off the defense. He also is fantastic with the ball in his hands after the catch and has similar traits to a running back once he has the ball. He does a good job running his deep routes, but does need to work on his intermediate routes, and he can return kicks. You want to get the ball in his hands as much as possible, and he's incredibly competitive, but he does have an issue with drops. He is a little bit of a body catcher, and if the ball isn't out in front of him, he struggles to bring it in. He only had one productive year, and he needs to work on his release off the line of scrimmage, but he gives you a deep threat and a speed option that the Titans currently don't have in their wide receiver group. Next, we have Denzel Mims out of Baylor, six foot three, 206 pounds, and with that kind of size, he's fantastic at leaping over defenders, using his excellent hands, and plucking the ball away from the cornerback. Now, he doesn't have necessarily kind of change of direction skills that you would want being that big. He's not quick in short routes, and he doesn't run a ton of routes, but when he runs those slants, comebacks, and fades, he has incredible deep speed. He's tough, and he obviously has that size to help him win against cornerbacks on the outside. T. Higgins out of Clemson, six foot four, 215 pounds, obviously has great size, Similar to Mims, has great ball skills down the field, can jump over cornerbacks and win deep, but he's not as good of a route runner on the short and intermediate. He doesn't have big speed, big time speed that you would like to see from a a deep ball threat like Higgins. He really is just winning with size and his ball skills and body control. Next, we have Jalen Rager from TCU, 5'11", 195 pounds, can win downfield on jump balls, has incredible deep speed, good IQ in his routes, excellent route runner, good releases at the line of scrimmage, does have an issue with drops, and doesn't really win with physicality more with just his leaping ability downfield.
Rager is one of those guys that when you take a look at him, scouting-wise, he has all of the high-level traits you would want in a wide receiver. Excellent routes, good releases, deep speed, wins jump balls, run after the catch, high IQ, all that. But at the end of the day, like I mentioned, if you drop the football and you're not very physical and you're not super competitive out on the field, it, it just makes you worry about reliability long-term, and that's why Rager has maybe lost some steam later in the draft process. Next, we have K.J. Hamler from Penn State, and Hamler is the smallest guy that we have talked about here at only five foot nine, 176 pounds, but man, he has burst. Incredible change of direction, and at that size, 5'9", 176 He's what you would think. Uh, Good change of direction. Good agility. Will juke you out of your socks. Good run after the catch. Has the ability to be a gadget player. Can play in the slot. Will most likely play in the slot going forward. He does a great job on his route using head fakes and using his body to kind of lie to the cornerback about necessarily where he's going to go. But of course, the downside of being that size is he's not very physical. He does not have the best hands in the draft either, which you hope to get out of somebody that small. They can double as a possession receiver in the slot. So he does have a little bit of an issue with, with drops here and there and just the general physical issues that come with being that size and he doesn't get off releases very well at the line of scrimmage because he's so small he can get jammed pretty easily so if you can get Hamler into space and get him off of jams and away from defenders and get him the ball so that he can make plays out in the open he can really do some damage because he's got high level speed and high level burst the last wide receiver we are going to talk about in this top tier is LaVisca Chenault out of Colorado the junior six foot two 220 pounds Now, he has really fallen down draft boards due to a a torn labrum that he suffered last year, and it has really clouded his his perception uh, amongst scouts and, and organizations, especially in this current medical climate, because... You can't get your own doctors on that torn labrum to see how it is, but if, if Chenault is healthy, he has incredible releases. He's a good route runner vertically. He can, like I mentioned with some other guys, it's a term that I like to use, he can pluck the ball out of the air. He's got great, strong hands, and his run after the catch ability is the highlight of his play. He's excellent with the ball in his hands, making people miss, making plays out in the open field, and he'll even show some power and power through some defenders as well. He struggles with horizontal breaking routes, getting across the field. Like I said, he's more of a better deep route runner than he is breaking across the field on slants, ends, digs, crosses, things like that. And primarily, you just gotta gotta be able to watch for the injury. Uh, That's really hurting him right now when his injury history is something that NFL teams are going to be mostly concerned with. But that's the top 10 wide receivers at the position, I guess, and in my opinion, taking a look at what I've seen so far from these guys. And if the Titans want one of these guys, they will have to get them in the first or second round. And it would be a pretty good indicator that, one, the Titans don't plan on keeping Corey Davis around long term. And two, the Titans do believe they need an added element to their offense going forward. So we are going to jump from the top tier guys into more of a secondary mid-round group next. Before we do though, I do want to remind you that the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special is officially underway. Be sure to check out the Mock Draft every day this week on Locked On NFL. Remember, it's the Locked On NFL 
podcast. It's their mock draft special. The Titans pick will be coming up on Thursday, on Friday. So you got to know what happened that led up to me making the Titans pick. So make sure that you go back from last Friday's episode until today and check out what's happened in that mock draft special on the Locked On NFL podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcast or follow Locked On NFL on Spotify. Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk... 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted. And he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. We still have a ton of names to go over at the wide receiver position, so let's not waste any time getting into this mid-tier, mid-round group. And the first name that we are going to talk about with this mid-round group is Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan, six foot two, 208 pounds. He is a big, fluid athlete, and he can go down the field and win the ball over top of other defenders with his size. He runs decent routes. Now, at that size, being six foot, 208 pounds, he doesn't necessarily have the agility or change of direction skills that you would be looking for, which is obviously why he's a mid-round guy. But if you want somebody big who can get down the field and win deep over the top, Donovan Peoples-Jones has the ability to do that with his size. He's going to be a mostly outside receiver, not someone who profiles to the slot, but that's something that the Titans could be looking for very shortly. Next, we have an inside or outside option with Van Jefferson from Florida. Six foot two, 197 pounds. This guy runs excellent routes. One of the best route runners in the draft. Has really good hands. He's just a solid wide receiver. Has a good pedigree pedigree with a father who played in the NFL so he just understands his job and his role at wide receiver and uses excellent routes and reliable hands to just get the job done quite frankly he's one of those guys who doesn't wow you whatsoever he's not excellent run after the catch he's not making a bunch of guys miss he's not going to win a bunch downfield and he's also 24 years old already which is really old for an NFL draft prospect so his potential may be max out already due to his age, but that's still a really solid, reliable player who can be a, a potentially third or fourth wide receiver in your group. Next, we have Brian Edwards from South Carolina, six foot three, 215 pounds. While he has good size and you'd think he'd be a boundary guy, he profiles more as a, a big slot receiver 
in the NFL. He's excellent over the middle, in the middle of the field, running routes there because he's very physical at the catch point. He's not scared to take contact. When he gets the ball in his hands, he's not going to shake a bunch of people out of their shoes, but he's a bruising runner, kind of turns into a, a strong running back with the ball in his hands. And he doesn't have the best hands, though, catching the ball. And he's not going to run good routes on the boundary. Like I said, he's best over the middle of the field. He doesn't have excellent short area quickness either. So he profiles more as like a big slot, uh, not necessarily a tight end, but maybe a similar role to a more athletic tight end in certain offenses. Offenses. Next, we have Courtney Davis from Texas A&M, six foot one, 191 pounds, excellent route runner. He has good footwork at the line of scrimmage. Now, he doesn't have great hands, and he doesn't have great outside speed or speed vertically. So he profiles more as a, a fourth wide receiver at max. But you know, when you run routes that well and can separate and create separation just from your route running technique, teams will give you a shot because they can rely on you, and that's something that that. Tajay Sharp kind of brought to the table. So Davis could be a slot player for somebody in the near future if uh, he's not really one of my favorite prospects, though. And we got a, a pretty good run on big physical wide receivers here, starting with Colin Johnson from Texas, six foot six, 221 pounds. Pound. So obviously his size is a major plus, but he does a good job of tracking the ball downfield on deep routes. He, he runs basically streaks down the field and tries to win jump balls, uh, you know, take the top off the defense, not with his speed, but just with his size as being a threat down the field. The only problem is with that size, he doesn't have good releases. He's not super physical at the line of scrimmage. That's the guy who we saw cornerback Amik Robertson at five foot nine completely eliminate at the line of scrimmage, even though he's six foot six. That's that's Colin Johnson. So not a very physical guy, not agile, doesn't run good routes, can just run down the field, doesn't really create separation, just wins with his size. So there is some talk that he could put on about 20 pounds and end up as a tight end in the NFL. Next, we have another guy who's really big and wins down the field with his size, and that's Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame, six foot four, 229 pounds. Once again, he wins with his size. He can high point balls down the field. Different than Colin Johnson, though, Claypool is very physical, and he invites contact, and sometimes maybe a little bit too much contact. He gives defenders uh, too big of a target for them to hit at times. He doesn't have good quickness, and he doesn't run good routes. So he's just going to get down field, use his big body and his size and his leaping ability to win over smaller defenders. That's that's what Claypool is going to do. Similarly, Michael Pittman from USC, six foot four, 219 pounds. Pittman is going to use his size. Now, here's something that sets him apart from these other big guys. He's got great hands, really soft mitts, catches the ball in pretty much any situation, and he does, like Claypool, he enjoys the physicality. That's something that Johnson doesn't offer, but Claypool and Pittman do enjoy that physicality. Now, Pittman really needs to work on his releases at the line of scrimmage. Press coverage can really throw him off his routes, but that's something that a lot of guys coming out of college struggle with, and we've mentioned that with quite a few wide receivers so far. Next, we have 
Quintez Cephas from Wisconsin, six foot one, two hundred and seven pounds. It is notable that the number one cornerback in the class, Jeffrey Okuda, said that Cephas was the toughest guy he had to deal with in college. And the reason for that is he has some of the traits we talked about with Judy. He's very hands-on with his routes and physical in his route running, pushing defenders around, using little shoves here, little weight shifts here to throw off cornerbacks, and it can be incredibly frustrating as a as a cornerback to deal with a wide receiver who's getting away with those kind of things. So Cephas does a good job using you know his physicality and his intelligence with his route running, but he doesn't have a lot of elusiveness, and he doesn't have high-level speed once he gets the ball in his hands. But if he can get open and be a possession receiver on the outside for a team in the NFL, he could have a long career as a veteran. Next, we have Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota, six foot two. 205 pounds, really good at contested catches because he's got excellent body control and concentration, but he doesn't have great hands, so he gets himself into good positions quite a bit, but just can't bring the ball down. He's not quick. He doesn't have good change of direction or agility. He doesn't have good speed. He's just somebody who has good body control and and gives you some potential there. Once again, we're getting into these mid-range guys who profile more as fourth wide receivers on ball clubs, so they don't really have any, any you know, high-level upside for the most part, but they have one or two specific traits that make them valuable as a role player to an offense, and that would be Johnson with his body control and his ability to win contested catches. Next, we have K.J. Hill from Ohio State, six foot, 192 pounds. He's another one of these guys who's just a solid wide receiver, runs pretty good routes, has great reliable hands, is smart against zone coverage, has some run-after-the-catch ability. He's just going to get what is there. He's not going to get too fancy. He's not going to wiggle and shake a bunch of dudes out of their shorts, but he's going to take what's there and be smart about what he sees in front of him. At that size, though, he is kind of small and is not as bursty and as fast as you would hope from someone who's only six foot, 192 pounds. But next we have Isaiah Hodgins from Oregon State, another one of these big body guys, six foot four, 209 pounds. Hodgins, though, has very natural hands, excellent hands for a big guy, and he does a great job adjusting to the ball while he's tracking it downfield. The way he contorts his body and readjust while he's running and the ball is in the air is, is pretty spectacular. He's really long at six foot four, obviously really tall, so having the ability to adjust to balls down the field with great hands and that size can give you a pretty good boundary wide receiver who can help you on the outside. Now, like most guys and things we've mentioned before, he needs to work on his releases. He doesn't handle press coverage very well, and he's not very quick. He just has speed to get down the field and, you know, one level going vertical. He's not a super quick guy over the middle or in his routes or anything like that, but at that size, 6'4", it, it's expected. So that kind of covers the mid-round options for the Titans. We are going to talk next about some of the late-round options that could benefit this team. Before we get into the last group of wide receivers, the late round options that the Titans will have, I just want to talk about the philosophy here and what we can learn from the Titans pick. I talked yesterday about the running back position that we could learn a little bit about what the Titans see coming in the future. 
uh, for running back, whether or not they're going to bring back Derrick Henry, whether they want a compliment to Derrick Henry, whether they want a versatile back who can, you know, help in the receiving game and be a bell cow back in the running game. We can learn a lot about the pick from the running back point of view. Well, it's the same thing with a wide receiver. If the Titans go after a boundary wide receiver, a, a big body guy like Corey Davis, who can win, you know, with his physicality and high point balls and things like that, well, then that would probably tell us that they're looking to replace Corey Davis long-term with that prospect. But the Titans go out and get a speed guy, someone who can get down the field vertically and and win over the middle and be a, a mismatch problem over the field, When then maybe that would tell you that there's some optimism about Corey Davis and, and maybe the Titans could just be looking to add that speed element to the offense that most of us see him to think that they need. So just something to consider whenever this pick actually comes in, the Titans select the wide receiver that they want to add to the group, just seeing what, you know, what role they could play and kind of push that forward, project that forward into the future. But the last few guys that we are going to talk about, we will start with Antonio Gandy Golden out of Liberty, six foot four, two hundred and twenty-two pounds, has an incredible catch radius. You know, he's a big guy with long arms, has good hands and good size, so he can use that to pretty much catch any ball that is thrown to him. He needs to work on his route running, his releases, doesn't give you a lot run after the catch. He's another one of these guys that's that's really big and is just gonna you know, run straight vertically down the field, throw it up to them, and and they can make a play on the ball. There's a lot of those guys, um, you know, mixed in with these groups. Seems like there's a ton of these big, strong, vertical threats in this draft class. Next, we have Devin Duvernay from Texas, five foot eleven, two hundred and two pounds. Now he has incredible speed, good hands, and has great run after the catch ability. Now he's not the mo- most polished route runner and doesn't have incredible agility. But but he's the kind of guy that that can make plays when you get the ball in his hands somehow, some way. So he could be a, a good gadget style player for the Titans in the later rounds. Next, we have Gabriel Davis out of UCF, six foot three. 212 pounds. Once again, uh, just a big, deep threat guy. He's good at tracking the ball. He has good hands though, but. Similarly to Gandy Golden, doesn't run good routes, has tight hips, so not a lot of agility at that size. He's mostly an outside receiver. Same with Benjamin Victor out of Ohio State, six foot four, 199 pounds. So he's a, a really skinny guy, a thin guy. He's tall, he's long. He'll go get it. You know, he's same thing as I've talked to a lot of these bigger guys. He'll go jump over your cornerback, your defender, your safety, and get the ball, but He's just not a very physical guy. He gets pushed off his spot quite a bit. He's very thin, so he doesn't really give you a lot of physicality. He doesn't run great routes either, so he's kind of a a low-end big guy who can just go get it. Next, we have Lynn Bowden from Kentucky, 6'1", 199 pounds. Now, I'm kind of interested in Bowden as a late round option for the Titans because he is a slot receiver, a gadget guy. You're going to be able to get him the ball in space. He's going to, you know, take a jet sweep or uh, be a part of an option, a reverse, a wide receiver screen, something like that. Now, he doesn't run good routes. He's not a polished route runner. He really have to work on that to be an every down player 
in the NFL, but the Titans kind of need a speed gadget option type guy, uh, like a Taylor Gabriel. Think about that in the NFL. Somebody like that, and later in the draft, Bowden could be an option to maybe fill that role and compete for a roster spot. Next, we have Kendrick Rogers from Texas A&M, six foot four, two hundred and four pounds. Another one of those big go get it guys who doesn't run good routes. So that's just you know it's something that we've encountered quite a bit here later in the draft. And then lastly, the twenty eighth wide receiver that we are going to talk about today is from Tennessee. We have Jawan Jennings from Tennessee, six foot three, two hundred and six pounds. Now a lot of these big guys are just throw it to him down the field. They'll jump up and try to make a play. Johnson has that size, but he's excellent with the ball in his hands. He has vision and balance after the catch like a running back. He also has great hands, great ball skills in general, so that's not what he's lacking. He is lacking deep speed, uh, good agility and burst out of his route, so he doesn't create a lot of separation, but he is the kind of guy you want to get the ball in his hands. And with his size and his vision and his just run after the catch ability to power through defenders, but also maybe make a guy miss uh, with his intelligence, he could be an option as a as a size gadget guy going forward in the you know late rounds for the Titans. But we went over 28 wide receivers on today's episode. Last NFL draft, there were 28 wide receivers drafted, so wanted to kind of use that as a barometer for us to go over. This is a very deep wide receiver class, though, so you could see these 28 guys all go by the fifth, sixth round, and there could be an additional five to ten wide receivers in the seventh round who will be fighting for roster spots or priority undrafted free agents. But either way, that is a lot of names and a lot of traits that we went over today to get you guys ready for the wide receiver position during the NFL draft that the Titans will most certainly be taking a look at at some point depending on which round. But now that we are done with this episode of the Locked on Titans podcast, you guys should tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. So that is different than the Locked On NFL Podcast that is having their mock draft special this week. This is the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And obviously we're a week away from the draft, so you guys should check that out and brush up on as much knowledge as you possibly can. But as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans. for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.